are listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Christian Speak Talk Radio is a non-profit ministry. We are dedicated to spreading the gospel of Jesus through our programs and special guests. We exist through the generous support of our listeners. If you are being blessed through this ministry and would like to give a love offering, go to our website and click on our donation page. Your donation will be processed through PayPal. Our prayer is that you may prosper, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. When Christians Speak Talk Radio is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, so all of your gifts to this ministry are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com, and click on our donation page. The love of Jesus has changed my life. I've seen his beauty and heard his word. Now I worship at the feet of Christ who redeemed me with ease. to adoration i'm your host mac and this month we have an incredible subject to deal with the title is called the rainbow a sign of pride or a sign of promise enjoy i want to approach this topic very soberly um because there will always be accusations that um, when we present a Christian view that we are being intolerant and we are being accusers and uh, placing judgment on people that believe in things that are different than what we who follow the way believe in. Um, 
I got to tell you, I, I'm really struck by a lot of things that go into this particular month, how the world has basically groomed us to accept a lifestyle that is biblically unsound. For the record, folks, we can call things by a whole bunch of different names, but at the end of the day, God created male and female. And when he created male and female and joined them together, biologically, it makes sense. Spiritually, it makes sense. And at the core of this union was God looking upon a man and realizing that he needed help. And God, infinitely wise, provided that help in the form of a woman with the main purpose being for procreation. Just as the animal kingdom would unite male and female and create living creatures after their kind, mankind, who is made by God, but made differently than any other creature or thing in the universe, has something that none other has. And it's the spirit of God that was breathed into us that converted us from dirt into living souls. And when we do anything, and this is not just about uh, homosexuality, LGBTQIAP uh, issues, this is about the moral standard that God put in place. And it's a thing of obedience. So when a minority portion of our entire society is trying to hijack principles of God that are sacred, and you're gonna, I'm going to read this in a moment, but this whole issue as it pertains to the rainbow was a covenant that God established with Noah and to any generation who would follow after him. And when God establishes a covenant, that is an agreement. And we know that God is going to keep his part of that agreement. The question becomes, do we as human beings reciprocate and also keep our part of that covenant, which is to honor and love the Lord thy God with all our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. So I, I want to approach this soberly because I can tell you already, I have other content that I was working on last night. I haven't even told Myra about this yet, but many of you know that I have a program that's featured on WBGR Gospel Network, 
which is available on Facebook and on Roku. And I actually was working on the content for an episode that is coming up this coming Tuesday. I'm not using this platform to promote another platform per se, but it's important that you know why I was working on this program because in that program, in fact, for the entire month of June on that particular platform, I'm going to be dealing with these issues of Pride Month in different factions as it pertains to scripture. And lo and behold, what happened was that immediately when I submitted my video content to YouTube, which um, is scheduled to air not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after, um, I got a, a notification from YouTube this, uh, on a copyright infringement on material that I used for the episode that is available right on YouTube. And so I thought about it because I was going to just say, hey, I'm not going to submit this through YouTube. I'll just do it through my channel and talk about it here. But then I thought about it. You said, no, no, no. You know what? I'm going to fight this because I feel like I have a legitimate reason to dispute. And I have a pending dispute as we speak right now. Because here's the thing, and I want you to understand, when I talk about things like my manipulation or to being compromised or to grooming, it's amazing that all kind of sordid material is allowed to be in the airwaves and internet waves of our universe. But when somebody makes a proclamation against that sordid activity, such as myself, then we uh, take the chance of having our channels taken down off of YouTube and having our voices silenced. Well, I can no longer sit by and allow a minority group of people because when you think about the entirety of the world, our LGBTQIAP community represent a very, very minority but powerful in this earth group of people that have done everything to manipulate the way that we refer to one another as far as pronouns are concerned. They have infiltrated every single uh, program or movie. There has to be a gay person or a transgender person. There has to be some type of uh, agenda that makes sure that you have the proper amount or proper percentage of LGBTQ content in a particular uh, sitcom or our program or movie. And we just sit by and just say, well, I guess that's just the way the world is going. But we who are of the way, we who have made a declaration that we would honor the Bible because the Bible is the word of God. And to take what's in Genesis 9, which is a covenant. Guys, I cannot express to you the importance of understanding 
when God has made a covenant, it is a holy arrangement mm -hmm. that he has instituted. When we do anything to supersede that, in this case, a rainbow, then we have basically spit upon God mm -hmm. and spit upon his covenant and spit upon the people who actually believe that God's word is true. So I want to read this for you. Now, keep in mind, I'm in Genesis 9. I'm going to be starting at verse 11. The covenant that God has established here is after the flood. And I don't think we had to go through a major Bible story to understand that God's rage against man was so severe that he repented. He repented, y'all, that he even made us. And so, again, to show his mercy, and all of this is before Christ. So if you guys think that grace and mercy didn't happen uh, until Christ, the devil is a liar because God showed his mercy here. He would bring the waters. And as Myra talked about, the people laughed at Noah when Noah was obedient. I'm going to tell you something. The people are going to laugh at you at being uh, obedient to God as well. So we don't worry about what people think or how they react. We want to make sure that we are in fellowship with his sufferings, that we are in obedience to the word of God. And so God brings on this water, incredible amounts of water that subdued the earth. Now, in the scripture, it says destroyed, but the earth was still there, but it was definitely, of course, flooded. And so everything that the earth was to stand for was ruined by this water, except God's mercy allowed for members of the animal kingdom and then the family of Noah, which comprised of eight individuals. And all of this because of Noah's faithfulness, that he would build this ark in the midst of, of a dry season, a dry season that lasted for a very long time. And so the reward for the obedience of Noah was that God had a conversation with him, and as I'm getting ready to read, established this covenant. Again, Genesis 9, starting at verse 11, and we'll close out this chapter. I think it ends on verse 17. This is God speaking. He says, and I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I do set my bow in the cloud. That's rainbow, y'all. I do set my bow in the cloud 
and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. And the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it and I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, this is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And so when we talk about that word token, that rainbow, represents the promise, the covenant. It is the manifestation of God's promise to us. When we see it, we can automatically, as believers of the way, establish that God is remembering us right now. He's remembering that he will not wipe us out by flood or by water, not us or any any living flesh, that includes the animal kingdom, anything, even the creeping things that the Bible talks about, these things will be spared uh, having a total uh, wipeout by God through water. So when we get to the month of June, which strategically by the Roman calendar is in the sixth month, which is amazing. So one of the attributes of June is that we usher in summer. One of the other things that goes on, and I think I, I wanna, I, I think I'm accurate with this. If not, I'm very close. But June represents the month that has the most weddings. Right. Okay? Yeah. So, so isn't it crazy, yeah. y'all, that it would be in this month where the, the warmth of summer is now made manifest and where God uses marriage to demonstrate what he did back in the Garden of Eden when he joined Adam with Eve. Wow, the first marriage. And so since that month is the month that most weddings take place, graduations take place, where people are accelerating up to new adventures, having completed successfully what they had done in the past, these are all things that speak and promote life in our world. Isn't it crazy that the forces of evil would create a pride month 
using the month of June. And let me, for the record, also let you know that even that month of June is based upon a goddess hmm. by the name of Juno. And Juno, believe it or not, is the, a goddess that promotes marriage and fertility in women. So into this, the LGBTQIAP, P for pedophile, and it matters, y'all, okay? What they have done, they've hijacked a beautiful season that represents growth and life and maturity and excelling to new levels, new heights, new directions. And they have also prostituted and trying to obliterate the covenant that God established with Noah, but for all generations to come after. And we sit by and just say, well, that's just the way it is. But you know what? Let's stop the madness. Again, I'm not saying these things out of just hostility and anger for my personal feelings. This is a defense of the God that I have surrendered my life to. The one who I, if I hold this Bible in my hand, I am saying that I am united with the God who created me, that I believe every single word in this holy writ. And because of that, I have to be an apologetic professional concerning this word of God. In other words, I have to be able to defend what I believe in. And we, every one of us, we know that uh, the pride movement, the um, amounts of LGBTQ individuals in this world, they're in every family, ours included. And we know that they exist, but we normally uh, just allow for their lifestyles to compromise the things that we say, at least on paper or with lip service, that we believe. But this has to end, beloveds, because, my God, this is a covenant. Remember, I cannot say this enough. This is a covenant arrangement that God made early on in the scriptures that saves us from being destroyed by flood. Now, what does this all mean and why have we focused on this today? Because that symbol, that token of the rainbow has been taken from something that is beautiful. Guys, I don't know about you, but we all probably have a testimony where we're either sitting outside or going down the highway and we can just see the beautiful colors that make up that bow in the cloud as the scriptures talk about. And it's nothing that we could ever paint or really capture with a camera because it is God who has created this handiwork. But it's not just there for the beautification of our world. It is his promise, 
his covenant. And the rainbow is the token that tells us that when we see it, God is remembering us. He's remembering to spare us. He's remembering his promise that he established through Noah. This is good news for us. And we sit back and as Myra said, let retailers like Target um, take that symbol and splash it on T-shirts and all other types of paraphernalia. And then they stamp this word pride on it. And we know in scripture that pride cometh before the fall. So it's again so interesting that the devil uses that word, the word that actually got us eliminated from the Garden of Eden because it was pride that was the downfall of man because man had an opportunity to know and believe and to have knowledge like God when he was tempted by the serpent. And because of the pride of trying to somehow equal God, it got Adam and Eve banished from the garden, which means that anything that came after that also lost the privilege of living in perfect harmony with God, that is, until Jesus Christ. So what am I saying here is that the rainbow, I, I, I did a little homework and I tell you, it gets so confusing because I was ready to tell you about all these colors and everything like that. So there are different aspects of the rainbow. If you look it up, sometimes it gets really confusing. Um, the majority understanding is that the rainbow is made up of seven colors by God's standards. Okay, however, um, we have Sir Isaac Newton, believe it or not, who came in there and uh, there's theory that says that, oh no, the rainbow is actually five colors, but Sir Isaac Newton to uh, create what I guess he considered to be this perfect symmetry with the music scale said it ought to be seven colors. Here's the thing, y'all. Whether the rainbow is five colors or seven colors, either way, by the standards of the word of God, we win. Because if it's five colors, that represents God's grace. If it's seven colors, and I tend to be with the seven color uh, theory, then the seven colors represents God's completion. And God, in the scriptures, in Genesis 9, he was complete as far as using the flood to ever uh, subdue the earth. And so here's the thing, that the point that I'm trying to make. Remember, the devil latches on to everything of God and he creates a counterfeit of it. So what he does is he takes the symbol of the rainbow and he gives it a precise amount of colors. In this case, six colors. Well, six is representative of the number of man. Uh, 
666, <laughs> of course, is a representation of an unholy mark that none of us want to have. I'm saying this to say that wherever you see something good that is of God, know that Satan has a counterfeit uh, reaction to everything. So it may look holy, it may appear to be holy, it might sound holy, but if the devil is involved in any way, then we know that it is a deterrent to separate you from God Almighty and his covenant and to destroy you ultimately. Because if you're not with God, you are with the father of lies, the devil. So when we talk about pride, we talk about lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And what a pride month is representative of is a lusting of flesh, a lusting of the eye, and the pride of saying, I'm going to live my life my way. So I'm going to entertain unnatural, unbiblical affections because it makes me feel good. So I'm going to upsert everything that God has said. And instead, if I have male genitalia, but I feel like a woman, then I will either dress like her or I will make cosmetic changes to my natural body to pervert myself and to become that which I was never intended to be. And sorry, y'all, no one is born that way. It is a spirit. And when we allow that spirit to lay there and to fester and to go without challenge, we are letting God down because we are not acting as ministers of reconciliation. At some point, we have to be strong enough in our faith to recognize wrong is simply just wrong. And most, I, I guarantee you, most of the moral fiber of the whole world, no matter what they believe, understand that biologically, man and woman just fit, y'all. Everything that the woman has, the man doesn't. But everything the man has, the woman doesn't. But when you put them together, my God, it actually connects. It's like a puzzle. So why would we then go and pervert that concept that God has perfectly established and take it and just run with it and do whatever we want to do with that? We, we have this whole thing of pride and it's so aptly named because they are so proud that they would have you uh, believe that somehow we can't actually talk about a biological woman and use the, the word, the pronouns of she and her as if somehow if we use those, 
It is an offense. Why is it that we have on our LinkedIn's, we have to identify the pronouns we go by or the pronouns that we use? Why was that ever necessary? I never remember sending out a memo where I had to identify that I was heterosexual or that I prefer to go by him and he. What is this madness? And we say that it's maturity. We say that, oh, this is just the next evolutionary step for man to broaden our horizons, to open our minds. But we are falling into a den of perverseness. And we just allow it. And if you sit back and don't say anything, you're just as guilty as those who are performing the acts. Are you going to catch heat? Absolutely. It, hey, this is part of the package of being saved. If you say that you, you are for the power of his resurrection and for the fellowship in his sufferings, why is it that we don't want to uh, actually deal with resurrection and suffering? That is at the core of our belief system. I have to question the people that are saying that they are for God. Are you really? Do we just allow for all of this without anyone saying anything that would actually represent God and the covenant that he established through Noah? But for us... God's covenant is precious. His covenant establishes that he wants to have relationship with us, but you cannot have a covenant if only one side of it is doing their part. I know that this might sound mean-spirited. It might sound harsh, but the reality of the thing is the question that Joshua asked, like, whose report will you believe? There's all kinds of reports that are on the World Wide Web, which is what we used to call it, now the Internet, whatever you want to call that. And there are messages, and I'm telling you, in other platforms, I'm dealing with these messages, everything from child grooming to the fact that people in athletics cannot even have privacy in locker rooms because someone of the other persuasion is coming in there and not only taking away their achievements, but then literally men in particular, your daughters are literally being exposed to biological men coming into locker rooms and leering at them. This is unacceptable. The children are actually being entertained by drag queens. I'm telling you, I just recently saw a video where a drag queen was grooming children into accepting the fact that even though he, because it was a he, he was different, 
because he liked to dress up in girls' clothings that he was, in fact, a gay man and that you ought to do whatever you feel like. And it's amazing. At the beginning of the video, um, it showed that the children were perplexed when they saw what kind of looked like a woman um, speak with this male voice. And they were, they were literally stunned. But by the end of the video, which was only about five or six minutes long, by the end of it, they were saying, basically, like, I'm not afraid anymore. And I'm telling you, this is the way that they're getting to our children. The school systems are opening up for every non-biblical piece of doctrine, whether it's going for evolution, CRT, DEI, all of those are instruments of the devil. They are spiritually trying to wipe you out. If you are a believer of Jesus Christ and you are living a covenant life in Christ, guess what? You don't need diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because guess what? You would already know that it, there are two uh, principles that we live by. Love the Lord thy God with everything that you got and love your neighbor. And if you're loving your neighbor, you will do everything for the benefit that your neighbor would prosper. So you don't even need those things. You don't need critical race theory. You don't need reparations. You don't need any of those things if you are living a Christian existence. So when we as the church are first of all allowing these individuals to actually be pastors. We are literally letting them in our pulpits and they are saying that they are lovers of God, but their lifestyle is that of immorality. And I'm saying this because I don't want to just single out homosexuality and all of the LGBTQIAP agenda because everything that we do that is outside the will of God is considered sin. So I'm not just putting that issue on a pedestal. Actually, the LGBTQIAP group did it themselves by having to designate a month for this. And guess what? And I just want to have some fun with this. For people of the black persuasion, hey, they get more days in the month than we get for black history. That's just my little joke there. So listen to what I'm saying is that within this pride month, within this uh, compromise of the rainbow, which is God's beautiful symbol to us, they have taken it and they have basically made all of us who fall into following after that, they have made us whores before God. And I'm using that word because God uses that word. Y'all go to Hosea, read Hosea chapter number nine, verse one, and it says it all. And, and other passages in the Bible that speak to Israel as being a whore. 
It, it could be Israel, but in actuality, Israel is just a representation of mankind because all of us, if we fall for the okie doke of acknowledging or celebrating this month in any way for that purpose, we have become whores before God. And I'm sorry, that is just what the word is sharing with us today. Again, I'm not saying this as a means to beat up anyone that I personally know that lived that lifestyle. I'm not trying to say it for any one of you all that might be listening that entertain that lifestyle. But what I am saying is that at Adoration Sunday Service, uh, we believe in the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord does not condone this activity. We are all um, at different stages, different levels in our maturation before the Lord. And so I just extend my heart, and I'm sure Myra feels the same way, that, guys, if we are those that go to the houses of worship, we need to demand our leaders, our pastors, to tell the truth. Whether it's someone in uh, the um, music ministry that's flamboyant and has embraced that lifestyle, we have to nip that in the bud because that destroys the worship. God cannot be glorified when we are out of order. Sanctification is serious business. Sanctification simply means that we have been set apart for holy purposes. If we lived the way they did in the old covenant, uh, especially the the priesthood of the, the Levitical order, they understood that they had to consecrate themselves in order to do the holy work. And we need to do the same. Just because we don't go to a synagogue, we still go to a church or we go to a community center, wherever the gathering is, even if it's a small group in your home, we come together in holy matrimony to the God who made us if we looked at this thing as not just a marriage between Mac and Myra, but a marriage between Mac, Myra, and God, Yahweh. Let me put his name out there. Yahweh. If we did that, then, and only then, would we have the holy boldness to say, uh-uh, I'm not buying anything that has that rainbow on it, that has only those six colors that represents the, the the counterfeit gospel of the devil. I'm not buying that. It's not cute. Just because you put little animals on it or you put little balloons and everything with all the colors, I know what that is, and it's deception. We have to be above the fray, y'all. We have to be able to say, for God I live, for God I die, no matter the comp, no matter the consequences, and there always will be consequences when you share the truth. 
But my Bible says that ye shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Amen. Beloveds, we love you and thank you for giving us this opportunity. I knew it was going to be that kind of a message. I knew it when Myra uh, sat pretty much where we are right now and said, I want to talk about the rainbow. I said, oh, no, because um, I knew where that was going, at least with me. And so I'm telling you, um, we, we need to really make a demand of those who are calling themselves our spiritual leaders that we need more from you. We need for you to stand out there and to do like they did with Target. Do like they did with Bud Light. Mm -hmm. Y'all know what happened. You know what happened. The the people, let me let me give you a quick example. Um, what's his name? Mulvaney. Um, gosh, I can't even think of his first name right now. But anyway, here's a guy that is, God knows what he is. Um, but he's a biological male prancing around as if he's a woman, and Bud Light. Uh, put him as kind of like the the uh, campaign person or the advertisement on on their beer. Now, look, I don't drink beer. I don't endorse beer. But let me tell you something. There is a big faction of people who drink beer, but they do not want to have a queer person on their can. Because they don't like what it represents. And so I'm telling you, the people spoke. I, I tell, Bud Light, they lost so much money trying to prove that they are woke. And they bought into the okie doke because somebody in advertising said, hey, we need to reach a, this sector of the community. The minority sector, by the way. And these folk that like to have their butt light when they're watching uh, NFL and NBA and hockey and all that stuff, they said, oh, forget y'all, because uh, <laughs> we got y'all. We can put anything on this can and y'all going to drink it, except, ha, they didn't. And they lost major amount of monies. Target, last time I saw Target doing the same thing by having this child grooming attire on their shelves literally lost $10 billion in 10 days. That is representation that we, the people, the people of the way, the ones who follow God, we do have power through him who made us. We can make the changes, y'all, but we need enough of us to stand up and say enough is enough. We know that we cannot eradicate any type of uh, sexual uh, beliefs or activities outside of how God established, but we don't have to buy into it with the programming that we watch or the items that we buy or the things that we eat or drink. We can take a stand. And is in this household, you can best believe if I find out there's anything that promotes that agenda or any agenda that is outside the will of God, then you won't see it in this house. And I'm telling you, because I'm a child, I always like to brag, I'm a child of the revolution coming up uh, in the uh, late 60s into the 70s. 
where we believed in a revolution. Okay, I'm telling you that I'll give you a case in point. Um, when it was a, a BP, you know, where you get your gas, when they were accused of um, actually uh, some discriminatory practices against people of color, I stopped buying my gas from BP. That's how serious I was about that. I'm telling you, when I heard that Denny's uh, was having that same type of activity, I stopped going to Denny's. And my wife knows I'm telling the truth. This is the way we need to be with the things of God because it protects his covenant with us. And his covenant supersedes whatever hate mail or hate speech I might personally receive. And it supersedes anything that YouTube could do to block me or block my channel. So hopefully, guys, you understand what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to beat up anybody personally. I'm actually praying for those individuals that they may see that it is better on the Lord's side than what Satan is divvying out as a counterfeit gospel. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.